Hello everyone and welcome on Women Abroad, the podcast that invites young professional women to share their experience abroad and reveal the wonderful women behind these stories. My name is Françoise Fallis. I'm a certified executive intercultural and life coach and trainer. I've lived and worked as an expatriate for more than 12 years in Egypt, Morocco and Nigeria twice, and I currently live in Luxembourg. I meet young women who are studying or starting their careers abroad and hear from them about their discoveries, culture shock and the personal and professional challenges they face. What surprises, amuses, even fascinates them? How does their experience open up new perspectives and reveal new things about themselves? If you are curious about living and working internationally, this podcast will inspire you to consider new horizons. Women abroad, be inspired by women who find their true selves living abroad. Hello everyone. Today I'm hosting Estefania Martin on Women Abroad from Venezuela, where she grew up to Tenerife, where she started her university studies. She experienced a first culture shock. Same language, but different culture. She had to adjust and making friends was quite challenging for her. But as often the first step matters. Once you have mentally enlarged your inner borders, you become more ready to view and accept others as they are, different from you. As her story unfolds, she feels more comfortable with talking about her passion for fashion. Her stays in Rome and Antwerp have contributed to model the contours of her style as a fashion designer. Whether we may sometimes consider freedom of movement as a taken-for-granted right, Estefania evokes, however, how safety remains a major factor to consider when it comes to choose the country where she wants to live or travel. Let's now meet her. Hello, Estefania. I'm pleased to host you today for this new episode of Women Abroad, and thank you for having this interview with me. So as a start, could you briefly introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your passion? You have a specific passion to share. Hello, Francois. Thank you for having me here today, Ashley. And, well, I am a fashion designer. I am 25 years old and uh, I'm a young graduated person. So you studied fashion designer and then it motivated you to pursue your studies abroad at one moment in your curriculum. So how did your passion for fashion start? Well, I think it started since I was very, very young. I always remember playing with dolls and I really had a great time playing dolls and dressing them and putting makeup on. So, um, I don't know, since I was really, really young, I, I, I kind of knew that this is what I like, which I stopped it for a second because my dad said, oh, this is not realistic, you should study something more serious. So I tried first studying journalism, but then I didn't feel happy about that. I just didn't feel creative enough and I felt that I wasn't putting all my heart in it. So we moved to, to Spain for Venezuela circumstances and I couldn't get into journalism. So I was like, okay, I need a plan B. So there was fashion design and I said, 
well, let's try this. And I try it and I realized that I just love it so much. It was like natural for me. And it's been working on pretty well. I, I don't I don't feel like I'm working when I'm doing it. I feel like it's it's something that I always want to do. So I feel really happy that I I mean this thing happened like moving around and like decisions from my parents because at the end it, it kept me it kept me here. So you were born in Venezuela? Yes. And your parents are your dad is is Venezuelan and your mom is Spanish. Is that so? Yes, yes, yes. It is like that. <laughs> and so um, you did not find opportunities to develop in Venezuela, or did you find? Did you also find artistic sources of inspiration in Venezuela before moving? I did. I was uh, when I was younger. My mom and my dad they took me to a painting academy. So. I, I since I was like eight years old, I started painting, so I was always like in touch with my artistic part. But it was never like I I will be a painter, I will be a, an artist. It was never like that because even my mom and my dad they were like, okay, this is not a serious thing. This is more like a hobby, so you should focus on something else. But when I moved, that changed my mind, and I realized that in that in Spain I had more opportunities than in Venezuela as an artist. And then I also started looking for uh, other countries in Europe. And I realized that this world is like so big and there's like a space for everyone and there's a space for artists. So I was like, actually I should um, start thinking in, in this way and in these careers instead of something that actually I don't feel passionate about. And so it brought you to travel and to study first in Italy. So why Rome? Well, my university had three places. There was an, univers uh, an university in Portugal and there were another one in Milan. And there was another one in uh, Rome. And one of my friends chose Milan, so I couldn't choose Milan because he chose it first. So then it was Portugal and it was Rome. So I was like, well, Rome, it's a very artistic place. The food is delicious. And the language, I don't think, will be hard. I found it even easier than Portuguese. So I was like, well, I should go this this place. And it turned out really, really well. I had an, an amazing experience. And how did you get prepared before moving to Rome? Well... I was really concerned about the language because all the classes will be in Italian. So I was a little bit afraid that, okay, maybe, because one thing is you can understand a little bit when you're on the streets and it's okay. But other thing is to actually have classes in another language that you barely speak. So it's another challenge. I, yeah. Yeah. So it took me like, well, I just put myself a whole month to study like two or three hours Italian on YouTube videos <laughs> and it was yeah like something I, I, I did randomly just trying to catch up with the language but it was really crazy because once I get there I felt like all the classes I took meant nothing because of course people was naturally talking and there was a lot of information coming and I was quite lost but Once you get there and you stop listening to your own language and you also don't listen English because Italians 
they normally don't speak English. You had to force yourself to understand the language. And, and I don't know, it just comes naturally like that. You start understanding more and more and more. And at the end, it was really, really simple. It was like also natural. A complete immersion into the yeah. society, into the culture. And what first struck your attention when you arrived? Well, compared to Tenerife, um, Rome was uh, loud, louder. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was louder. But um, yeah, Italians are, are quite similar to Spanish people. They're, I mean, they're not like quiet. And, um, and, and, and the city, it's so alive. And you always see a lot of people. Also, they have a lot of a good fashion sense. So that was really <laughs> cool for me. And I don't know. I thought the city was really alive. Maybe it's because it's a very touristic city. And I also was living in a very touristic area. So the, there were always people coming and going. And I felt really good because it's a huge change from Tenerife. That Tenerife is also um, touristic, but in the south. And I live in the north. So... Um, on the north, it's just very simple life, normal. People is really like calm, and I don't know. It's a very different lifestyle. So going in Rome and be surrounded by a lot of art because it's, it's a very artistic place, and then um, a lot of people and the life is like fastest. It, it feels really good. I mean, I really really enjoyed it and like it. It was a huge change, but I I, I managed to feel like in home. Okay, so we cannot say that you experienced some culture shock in Rome. No, no, no. no. Um, you have to live a little bit faster, but I was very used to because in Venezuela, like it, it was like that. Venezuelans are are more like uh, a fast culture, hectic. Yeah, yeah, different from Spain. The Spain, especially in Canary Island, people take really um, calm and their patience but in, in Venezuela it's definitely not, not like that so when I was in Italy it was it was a little bit like from Spain but a little bit with uh, Venezuelan culture it was like a mix. So you felt more or less comfortable with this hustle bustle of, of a big city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what did you particularly like in Rome that you could use as a basis for your creations? Well in Rome there are a lot of museums a lot a lot a lot And I got the chance to go to almost all I could find. And You're brave. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I there was like every week with my roommates, we were like, oh, let's go to this museum. Oh, let's go to another museum. Especially the weeks where we saw that we didn't have a lot of classes. It's like, oh, let's go to this one and the other one. So we got a lot. Also, we, got, we were to a lot of art galleries that I felt really happy because there's a lot of art galleries also there that they're not a lot in Tenerife. So I always got the chance to, to meet new artists. And it was awesome because every time you see something new, well, at least for me, every time I see something new, I feel like, oh, I can take this idea and maybe turn it into fashion. Or, oh, this is so great for painting or oh, this technique I can apply it to fashion. So... Um, it was really, really inspirational. And also, this city, uh, it gives you like motivation to be more artistic. And did you like as much paintings or as sculptures or whatever? Both could be sources of inspiration for you? Well, actually, I really like installations too. And actually, that's what I, I normally take the most because normally they're really big 
and they got like a, a mix of sculpture and painting and other arts. Sometimes they have music, so it's like a combination of elements that that gives you a lot of uh, feelings. I normally like I go and explore the the museum, and what cultivates me the most is what I normally uh, take as an inspiration. So. It depends how how is the sculpture of or the painting or the installation itself itself. Mm-hmm. And what did you notice about the way fashion design was taught in Italy? If you had to compare with your your previous course in in Tenerife, so because in Italy probably fashion is not perceived the same way as in, in your country. Or- I feel like in Italy people is less afraid to take um, uh, risk with fashion. So uh, also the school itself, it was more like that. In, in Tenerife, we're like more uh, strict in some stuff that, oh, you should follow this and these conditions and you cannot um, do something different from that. You mean in, in terms of, of the fabrics you use or the the model, the, the design, the colors? Yeah, even fabrics. It, it, now that I'm thinking, even fabrics. Yes, it's, it's like oh, these fabrics are for 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 shirts, or these fabrics are used to for jackets. So you should you shouldn't uh, use other stuff. But also in in terms of designing, like you shouldn't design something that it's like I don't want to say crazy, but yeah, let's say crazy, like something that is not conventional. But in Italy, um. It's more open. I feel like they give you more creativity. Um, yeah, they give they give more time and, and space for creativity than um, than in, in at least in my school. Because I don't want to say oh all oh, uh, Spanish schools are like that, but at least in mine, there there are some aspects that there. I think they take care so much about the technical part. They don't give so much space to the creativity part. But in Italy, it's quite the opposite. Okay, so it it seems that fashion is important for Italians globally, at least in Rome. It's a center for developing fashion design. Yeah. Yes. Did you learn any particular things about their culture, about their behaviors? I didn't felt that it was a huge difference from Spanish culture. Um, they're really like friendly. They're really open. At least to me, they were very warm. And they always tried to to help me every time I didn't understand something. They were like explaining me again, and they even tried, okay, say it in Spanish, it's okay, or say it in English, we will help you. And they invite me places, so it was very. They were very like open and 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 warm. But I think Spanish people are quite similar. However, I felt Italians were a little bit more warm than than Spanish. <laughs> And um, in your course, were there a lot of international students, or most of the students were Italians? How did you feel integrated in in the course? I took separate classes. I took fashion classes, but then I also took uh, photography classes, and then I also take an Italian class specifically. And they all were international, so we get really, really well and really connected because we all were from abroad. So. It was really nice, and actually, at the end, I I ended hanging out more with the international students than Italians because, of course, we were in the same situation. Um, but, um, yeah, in 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 that academy, there were a lot of uh, Italians and a lot of Chinese. 
Chinese. So you have, yeah, Chinese people a lot. So you have a few international people in every class, like maybe two or three. And then you have like half Chinese and half Italians. Okay. And could you make friends with Italians? Yeah, with a few. Not not a lot, mm. honestly. <laughs> I did like um, three or four friends, uh, like Italian friends, um, especially the ones who, who were really open to, to, to actually get to know me and try to, to understand that I... I wasn't on the level of speaking an incredible Italian. So it was quite like Spanish, Italian, English in a conversation. So we can actually understand each other. So, yeah. But even though I only did like four friends, but even though the other students, if you reach out to them, they will they will talk to you and they will be kind to you. It was like this with me. Like all of them were really kind. Did the university provide accommodation for, for foreign students? How did you do? To, to find your accommodation? No, the university, the only thing they they give us was a Facebook page. And they say, this is the Facebook page where all the international students, students go. So you can communicate <laughs> each other and try to find accommodation. So actually, that's the way I did. I, I went to Facebook and I said, hey, I'm looking for a roommate. I'm going to be in Rome for this date and I ended up living with an Estonian girl. And so you stayed there for five months and uh, did you have the opportunity to visit further Italy as it is a very large and diverse country? Uh, I went to Florence and then I went to Paris <laughs> but um, only in Italy, yeah, I went to Florence with uh, two of my um, Erasmus friends One was from uh, Greece and the other one was from Poland. And we went together to, like, it was, like, very quick, short trip where we were like, okay, let's go with our backpacks and, and yeah, we will decide there. And so it was quite crazy, but it was really good. And uh, the experience was, uh, it was really similar to Rome. The Italians were really nice and, uh, and the city was gorgeous too. So it was also good. Mm -hmm. And and then what happened after this Erasmus program? What did you do? Well, after this, I came back to Spain and uh, I had to do my final project to be able to graduate and do my internships. However, the pandemic came, so I couldn't do my internships because it was like a chaos. The country stopped and the government didn't know what to do. So they were like, okay, you will continue the classes, but this kind of situations where you have to actually work, because no one was working, so it's like all internships are canceled. So you will be able to graduate without doing an internship. So I did my final project, and I didn't do an internship. Mm. But then came a project for Antwerp. Yes. After that, well, my university, I think all Spanish universities, I think, you have a chance to do an Erasmus after you graduate. And it's an internship Erasmus. It's like, um, yeah, just to work, like, for, well, it normally is for three months, but you can extend it, but the university won't cover, um, I mean, they won't cover economical issues. So they will only cover for three months. So after that, I applied to do an international internship 
And at the beginning, it was really hard. They didn't want me to go because we're still in a pandemic. So they were like, what will happen if they close the border again? I honestly didn't care. I was like, I want to do an internship. I feel like I need this to be able to to be complete. Because <laughs> I felt like, okay, I have all this uh, theoretical information, but I, I still need the, the practical one. So I went to Antwerpern. And I did my, my internship there. And it, it almost seems that Antwerp choose you. <laughs> oh, you choose Antwerp. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it was kind of more like it choose me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I was applying to several um, designers, but I, I really liked the designer I choose, honestly. I was really hoping to, to her to reach me out. Because I really like her design, so I was, I was like, okay, I really hope this, this goes well. But I, I wasn't sure until she actually reached me out, and when she said, okay, I actually want you to come here, I was like, I need to go, and I, I was really annoying to my university. I think they kind of hate me a little bit because I was there like four times, like, please, please, please let me go. <laughs> but at the end, I, I went and. The city, I, I really like it as well, and, 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 and I learned so much in my internship, so it turned out well. Yes, because Antwerp in the north of Belgium is a completely different city. I mean, in all senses, but still, they have in common that there is fashion. There are Rome and Antwerp are fashion centers. And what source of inspiration did you find in the city or with the people? Well, in this case, it was more with the people than with the city itself. Because even though, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a touristic place and there's fashion there, I feel like the vibe of the people, they were more into fashion than even Italians. It was, it was quite shocking for me because I wasn't expecting that at all. So when I was there and I saw people that actually were in trends and expressing themselves in fashion in a way that I'd never seen in Spain or Italy, I was really shocked. And, and, and I really, really like it as a, as a young designer to see like, how people there actually appreciate fashion that much. Mm. Can, can you explain, can you develop a little? Yeah, yeah. Um, so at least in Spain and Italy, they follow the trends, like, people who like fashion follow the trends but it's like they don't go further they just or they see something that it's trending and they will use it but what i saw in antwerp is that people follow the trend but also they customize their own clothes and they also were into a lot of john designers which is not really common in spain or italy and I also saw that they they were to a lot of thrift stores, so there were a lot of vintage uh, stores. This, I mean, this is around Europe, of course, but in I, I I saw that in Antwerp, there were a lot, a lot, a lot of people interested in the into not consume and consume, but also like consume in a in a healthy way, so it's not more trash to to the world. So. That's why they thrift. Do you mean sustainable way of making yeah. clothes? No, not only making clothes, because when you're buying um, an, an, old, an old garment, mm. it's, it's already it's made. Yes, yes. But when you're buying an, an old garment, you're not, you're not buying like new trash. 
because at the end, well, I don't want to say that at the end it, it will be trash because not all fashion is trash. But if you go to a fast fashion, that's why you're, it's your contribution. But if you go to an, like a thrift store, you're like you're you're making your way into sustainability. I understand. Well, very interesting. So different facets of the same the same profession, and um, probably it it shaped your idea of developing your own style of as a fashion designer. Yes, yes, especially in the sustainable part, because I was already interested when I went to Antwerpen, but when I came back, I, I, I kind of, well, first I was really inspired by the internship itself, because um, the designer I went, she, she do how couture, so that inspired me a lot, but also in the what I saw from the people there inspired me to be more sustainable and more self-conscious about what I'm going to create and what fabrics I'm going to use. And if I'm going to use a fabric that is not organic, uh, how I'm going to make this, uh, yeah, good for the environment, like not just create something that you will throw it away. I, I want to make something that you will see it and you will think, okay, this is art. I don't want to throw it away because this has a meaning. And the production is itself. It's not just a basic uh, shirt or a basic uh, trouser. No, it's, it's something that it's, it's deeper than that. And do you think this fashion design is, um, is connected to the values of the people living in Antwerp? Is connected to their culture, to their way of living? I definitely think so, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not sure if this, uh, how the government wants want them to think i don't know if this is something that they teach them in the school i don't know if this is like it goes with the family but, but i feel like people in belgium but definitely in antwerp because it's the city i was they really care about their environment and they really care they really are self-conscious about what they are consuming and about um how, how their their actions impact in in the world I understand. And um, were there any particular moments which were quite hard for you when you lived abroad, either in Rome or in Antwerp, which brought you maybe to re even reconsider your choices? Well, yeah, there were, of course, uh, some moments that I was like, oh my God, I wish I was at my home. But I never felt it was because of the city. <laughs> I never will say... This, this is because the city uh, doesn't like me or so. No, I never felt like that. Um, in Rome, um, there was a time where I was like, oh, gosh, yes, I want to go home. But it was because I was sharing a room with my uh, Estonian roommate. So sometimes our personalities uh, crash. But, I mean, it's not even because of her. It's just that my personality is different from her. So... Sometimes, of course, we had misunderstandings and it was a little bit awkward for both. And I, I, I didn't feel like happy to be in that in that place at that moment. But again, I, I don't feel like, oh, it's Italy or oh, it's her or oh, it's me. It's just it was just a misunderstanding in the, in the moment. And then in Belgium, um, it was sometimes that the, the war was really hard. <laughs> That we had to work extra hours, sometimes even more than 10 hours in a day, which was crazy for me. I was like, why? 
that it was like, wow, I wish I could be home. But it was only because sometimes the, the work was really, really hard. And of course, I wasn't used to, to work extra hours. I had worked before, but not in fashion and, and not in that, in that way that it was really, really tough. But overall, no, I, I felt really, really happy living abroad. And were the criteria to succeed and to be regarded as a successful student in Rome were different than in Antwerp? I mean, was it more demanding in one city than another, or just criteria were different in the way they judged students? In Antwerp, I'm not really sure how it is, because I wasn't studying there, I was just doing my internship. True. So I was working, but... Actually, I, I still think in Antwerp it's harder than in Rome, honestly. Um, I think it, actually in general in Belgium, maybe it would be a little bit harder than, than in Rome. From, from what I saw from my designer, um, what the level she, she, she put into me, it was extremely, extremely hard compared to what, to what I did in, in Italy or Spain. It was another level. Okay. How did you share your international experience with your university or schoolmates? I mean, the students you, you studied first in, in, in uh, Tenerife, in Spain. What did you say about your experience? How did you share this experience with, with them? In Spain, you mean? Yes, yeah. yes in Spain. Or in Venezuela. <laughs> Well, in Venezuela, it was really natural and common, of course, because I was living there since I born. So it wasn't like any different for me. But when I came to Spain, uh, yeah, it was it was like it was really different. And it's crazy because Spain is uh, in Spain, people speak Spanish as in Venezuela and Venezuela, it's a country that's been colonized by Spain. So It shouldn't be a little difference, but there are a lot. So when I came here, people was completely different from what I was expecting, especially people from my age. And the first year was really hard for me to to make friends, to um, I don't know, to even um, understand them. Um, it it was it was really really good. In the academic part, I was having very good grades, and the university was amazing. I felt really good there. But to make friends and make connections with people, it was really hard. I don't know. I don't know why, because we speak the same language, we have the same age, and we live in a, I don't know, global world where we where we are connected. But even though it was really hard. Mm -hmm. Maybe you feel that way because you have traveled. I mean. You have become some sort of globe trotter, <laughs> whereas the, your some peer students who haven't traveled as much as you have, probably they don't perceive life and the world the same way as you perceive it, and so you were maybe a foreigner for them, or even a stranger. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I also think that um, also the way I live in in Venezuela compared to Spain. It's a very different way of living and the way you perceive life and the way you perceive the, your goals as a human. What is a goal in Venezuela is definitely not a goal in here. So... Oh, can, you, can you explain a little? Yeah, yeah. And in Venezuela, it's more about to having a lot of money 
and having big cars and having a big house and and yeah it's it's more about having 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 and uh, in spain it's not like that and also people in spain is way more open-minded to some topics but in Venezuela they're not um also i don't find that spanish people is really religious but in in Venezuela they are so there were certain topics that um sometimes we uh we crash with i'm not really religious honestly and i also i don't have this culture of having 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 but since i was really used to this mindset when i came here and people told me something completely uh different it, it kind of crashed on me and i have a personality that i am so i'm always i always have an opinion and i always uh discuss so when someone discussed me bad, it was like, oh my god! So sometimes we have arguments. Also, Spanish people, um, they also they're they're really like discussions, and I don't know why. Like in Venezuela, we're like more soft in some discussions, but Spanish people are not soft. So it kind of I don't know. It's, it doesn't mean that they're they're mean. It's just that they're they're that way, you know. They're like not. They're, they won't put things in a soft way. They will just say it. So if you like it, good. If you don't like it, then <laughs> sometimes bluntly, <laughs> sometimes very direct, directly. And so it, you, of course, it can lead to an argue. Yeah, and, and and then it took me a time to realize that oh, this is how people is like is here. You know, it's not that uh, they're bad. No, they're just talking, and yes, no one yes. will get offended. Everybody is like this, but of course. Venezuela is not like that. So this kind of things that it, it takes you time to understand. You you won't see it in in the first sight. I may imagine. So it took me a whole year to actually make friends. Mm. And what did you learn along the way about about yourself? Because you had to put yourself into perspective. And well, what did you learn? Well, I changed a lot <laughs> since <laughs> I moved from Venezuela to Spain and then Italy and then Antwerp and then back again in Spain. Um, of course, I, I get myself to be more open-minded and to um, to understand people and comprehend people and not judge that bad. And right now, I, I think I'm definitely more laid back. And right now, I just don't mind if I don't have an opinion or something. I'm just like, okay, just try to make peace. You know, just you, you don't have to fight for everything. You don't need to, to be complicated for everything. Just just relax and just try to enjoy and not focusing on the on the bad things. I mean, if you're going to focus on the bad thing, just actually try to to solve them, not just to talk about it, but solve them. If you're not going to solve them, then just let it that way and let it go. Sometimes you can't carry the whole world on your shoulders. Definitely. <laughs> and um, where do you see yourself develop your talents as a fashion designer? Well, it took me a lot to realize what I actually wanted to do because in fashion, I really like almost every every part of it. So I was really like, oh, I can do this and I can do that. But now I really realize what I, I mean, I like the most. And it's about textiles and um, production and designing. So it's quite a lot, still quite a lot. But at least it's more focused right now into textile design and um production kind of almost how couture production and design again almost how couture okay 
Interesting. And and where? Is there any particular country that you find attractive to develop yourself? Honestly, I never mind the country as long as long as it's a safe country for women. Um, I really am very, very open about that. I don't mind if if I see a good opportunity, I don't have a problem to go there. I've been thinking maybe the USA because I see that their economy it's quite good, especially if you're starting. I mean, I seen my friends. I have few friends living there and they're just making a lot of money now and I'm like hmm, maybe I should go there and start my own business there I'm not sure um it's it's, it's an option then of course it's France it's a, an incredible country for how culture but then again I I really like this experience in Belgium for example so it's also a country that I might consider I would love to stay in Europe because my family is here but I, I again I don't mind to move for a time at least. And you don't plan to go back to Venezuela? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I don't feel going there because I don't feel safe in, in Venezuela. I feel insecure. And that was the reason my family and I would move. It was very um, insecure for us. It was a very unsafe country. So I, I want to live in a place where I feel very safe by safe you mean that you would not walk alone in a street or you would not catch up a bus on your own or that kind of things is it what you mean by safety i i mean by safety yeah i can uh, walk alone in the street that i can have my phone with me like talking normally in a conversation in in a street that i can take my phone out and take a photo in the street that um that um i know people don't have guns like normally because um venezuela everybody has a gun so that it's something that you you never know if someone doesn't like you you never know if someone's going to shoot you so that that kind of situation that to me is not normal and it will never be normal even though i lived there for 20 20 years i i don't like that and i wouldn't like to go back to live in a place where I feel like my life is in danger 24-7. Oh, yes, I understand. Of course, of course. It's legitimate. Um, what could be your plans for the future as a fashion designer? Well, right now, I got accepted to a fashion swimwear contest. And I'm waiting for the answers if I will be the winner or not. <laughs> so after that, I think I will still work in on my fashion brand. But of course, I'm always open to collaborations and also it really depends on how it goes after the contest and because maybe I can also look for, for another work in, um, in, in a different country, from Spain, different from Spain. So I'm, I'm quite open and I'm quite, um, yes, open to different opportunities and, and, and different uh, ways of going with my career. So maybe in the future, go into entrepreneurship, but first maybe getting more experience. That would be fantastic. And that would be the plan to, to have more experience working for someone else and then going on my own. But again, if it doesn't work, I, I will just go on my own and, and see how it turns out. I mean, I'm, I'm right now, I'm not really afraid about it. I think you can always learn by yourself. And I have 
A final question. It's a recurring question I, I like to ask to all women I interview. What advice would you like to give to other young women preparing to move abroad that could facilitate their adjustment in a new country and, and, and take the best of their stay? Are there any tips, things to do or things that you would avoid doing again? Um, if it's your first time, definitely try to be open-minded and not judgmental just don't go with i mean i i always think don't think in your country just have your mind here and appreciate what you have here and if it's a different language forget the language you already speak and just try to go from zero here like if you're a baby like you don't know anything you're just going to learn and of course Try to search a little bit about the country you're going before actually moving and try to see the things you will actually like to see. So you will get excited and, and you will go with, you know, with this little sense of happiness in your heart before arriving. Like, I am very excited to see this. I'm really excited to, to do this in that country. So try to be the most open-minded and the most uh, respectful to the culture And, uh, and don't make judges. Just try to understand people and, and why, you, why you're living and experience there. Great, great. Willingness to learn and curiosity to discover a new, a new place. <laughs> that's a good basis to start. Thank you for sharing your experience with, with us, Estefania. Hopefully your experience can motivate other women and men too to, to dare believe in their passion. And even if making it as a living can be a purpose worth trying to reach, it's not an easy way, often challenging, that requires perseverance, faith and luck at the right moment too. And an experience abroad can definitely inspire, unleash imagination and trigger creativity. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to open up doors for dreams and self-expression. Thank you very much. <laughs> And uh, I wish you good luck for your future development, wherever it is. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all the questions because they were really nice. And I think people will get to know me a little bit deeper. And thank you for having this atmosphere because I felt really good in the, in the interview itself. Uh, I'm pleased to hear. That's, that's important that you feel comfortable. Thank you very much and uh, enjoy a beautiful day. Thank you for following us in this episode. Because an international experience can awaken incentives and reveal new aspects in women's identities, Women Abroad is the podcast that appeals to young women everywhere. Did you like this episode? Like it and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts and share it with your friends. You can also rate us and review us. Would you like to share your experience abroad? Whether you are a student, an early career woman or a more experienced professional, contact me on my page women underscore abroad underscore on Instagram and women abroad on Facebook. You can also listen to the episodes on my website women-abroad-coaching.com. I wish you a great day and a bright life. Talk to you soon.